Welcome to our Grassroots Series. I'm Sharon Furches, Second Vice President of Kentucky Farm Bureau, and I'll be your host for the program. Just a quick note to our listeners, this podcast series has developed out of our Vision 100 strategic plan, and it's a very exciting way for us to reach out to our membership. These podcasts are particularly aimed at county board members and prospective county board members to help them better understand some elements of our grassroots leadership. I know you will enjoy all of our guests in this series. I would like at this time to welcome Savannah Robin to our podcast. So welcome, Savannah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to have you with us. I want to start out by letting you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your farming operation. My husband and I both live in Bourbon County, and we raise our most important commodity on the farm, which is our girls. And we have three daughters, Finley, who is seven, Andy, who is six, and Alexis, who is 17. So beyond our girls raising them on the farm and their process and their involvement, um, we raise beef cattle, and we also have a retail meat business. And we also sell cut flowers, and we do, and we, we like to say we have beef and blooms to help people navigate that. And my youngest has an obsession with sheep. So recently we have... Um, acquired nine sheep and we got a couple goats and a donkey so um, Ben and I both work off the farm so I work for the University of Kentucky College of Agriculture Food and Environment and he is the IT specialist for Central Kentucky Ag Credit. Okay. Yeah, you guys are staying very busy, and and I follow you on Facebook, so I've seen a lot of uh, pictures of your family and your farm, and uh, yeah, both are impressive. Lots of <laughs> lots of fun things happening. Tell me a little bit about when you first became aware of Kentucky Farm Bureau and kind of got started in your county Farm Bureau there in Bourbon County. Yeah, so I grew up in Louisville, and I always had Farm Bureau insurance, so I knew and had heard the name Kentucky Farm Bureau through that capacity as a as a kid growing up. Um, but when I graduated from college, I'm an ag education major by trade and ag teacher. Um, I, my first teaching job was in Nelson County, Kentucky, and uh, one of my responsibilities, the ag teacher, was to be the liaison to our County Farm Bureau. And so I started going to meetings, and at that point I realized, oh my gosh, there are so many things that I did not know that Farm Bureau does. And so I got to see see some of the policy that was going on. I got to see the literacy programs that they were promoting and um, sponsoring within the county. And so I left after that year to go back to grad school full time. And we lived in Bourbon County, Ben and I did. And I said, you know what? I love this and I want to be a part of it here. And so I just reached out and started figuring out who was on our county board and started showing up to meetings. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's absolutely normal that most people know of Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance and that is our flagship member service. But you're right, there is so much more, uh, especially to the Federation side and so many programs that folks can be involved in. What was it that really encouraged you to um, to contact Bourbon, Far- Bourbon County Farm Bureau and then to really become involved there. What was it that drew you in to Bourbon County? For me, it was the seeing that I could be a catalyst for change. Um, I knew in I knew in Nelson County what kind of impact that they had, and I started watching and seeing. Um, when I was in graduate school, my research was on advocacy for education and specifically ag education, so I got to work a little bit with some of the state staff here in policy and um, Brian Alvey and just kind of see what Farm Bureau did from that perspective. And so when I started getting involved in Bourbon County, um, I thought, we could we can do this too like I can be a part of something that is bigger than myself that then impacts things much farther than our own community even um, and then the people 
you know, the people in our community were so wonderful. When I first started showing up to those meetings, I was like 22 and, um, you know, wide eyed and like just full of like excitement. Um, but I just sat and listened to all the wisdom that they had and the passion that they had for growing our community. And they just welcomed me with open arms and they made me feel like I was a part of a family and they gave me that community feel, which kept me around and it's kept me around now. <laughs> I still haven't left the board. Um, so that was a really, that was something that really drew me in. And that's great advice. Um, I heard someone say one of the main things is you have to show up. And you did that, and thankfully that board welcomed you in. And I do believe they made you their county president. Yes, they um, did. As well. So <laughs> you, you've done yeah. quite a bit of leadership in your own county farm bureau. Yeah, we, you know, I started out just, again, just coming to meetings, just sitting and listening. And I think it's really learning and figuring out the people and the passions and the mission of that community and really where your place fits. You know, I had a very unique skill set in education, and I was very passionate about advocacy. And so I was able to use that to grow some of the programming that we did in those areas. And I think our members all come with different perspectives and different talents. And it's about seeing where you can fit and where you can add value to that. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to do that within the community that you live in. Sure. And there are a lot of different areas, uh, depending on your comfort level, with being um, um, out in the public, with speaking, um, you know, to folks at, at county meetings or even beyond that, you can find a place where you are comfortable to serve. And that's one of the the coolest things about Kentucky Farm Bureau, I think. Um, You already know, but uh, we're considered to be the voice of agriculture, certainly a a strong voice in Kentucky agriculture. What do you think that means to you, but more importantly, to our community members? Yeah, to me, being a good voice is also being a good listener. Um, So I think it's really important, and I think one of the most valuable things is that Kentucky Farm Bureau listens. Um, We listen to our members. We know what the needs are, and we have a pulse on our rural communities. And so listening to the needs of what we're doing and then being able to communicate that to people um, that need to hear it, whether that's a consumer, whether that's our policymakers in Frankfurt and Washington, D.C., but being able to represent the voice um, of people who can't maybe get off the farm to be able to represent it themselves or who don't have that that confidence in themselves to be able to do it, um, but really knowing what the needs are, um, I think is really, really important. And we're less than 2% of the U.S. population, and so being able to have that voice and have a trustworthy voice for us, I think is really, really important. Sure. that That is so important that we have become a reliable voice. We've become a very trusted voice for Kentucky agriculture, but also also for our rural communities. Yes. And uh, Kentucky Farm Bureau is now 102 years old. So folks that, that predate both of us have uh, have worked so hard, and I think it's up to us now to, to keep all of that uh, moving forward and, and even thriving uh, beyond uh, the time that we'll be involved. Well, you talked a little bit about it earlier, but I want to ask you about the importance of advocacy. Um, and our policy development, um, the way we do business here, and that is our grassroots leadership. So tell me why you think the advocacy issue is so important. Yeah, for me, being an advocate means that I'm educated on what I'm talking about. You know, it's important for me to have a foundation in what I'm doing, and I'm not an expert in all the areas. You know, involved in the agriculture industry doesn't mean that I'm an expert in every commodity or I'm involved in each part. Um, But I think Farm Bureau does a really good job providing resources for us to be that voice and have that content um, and have the information that we need to do that. Um, And secondly, it's building those relationships. You know, being able to build relationships with local leaders at the county level, at the state level, at the national level, and 
being able to have a platform to do that through something like Farm Bureau, I think is invaluable to, to many of us in what we're doing. Um, and I think that's important. I think that if we lose that at any point in time, we're going to run the risk of having to be continually reactive to all the different things that are happening. And so when, you know, we talked about that trusted voice, but when an issue comes up, it's important that our legislators or our local county leaders are contacting us because they know that we have the information and that we can be trusted um, to provide the accurate the accurate information that what's going to best represent our industry as a whole. I think that's a great point, Savannah. We have those trusted relationships that we've built over over the years, and they're valuable to us, but they're valuable to our constituents as well. So that, that's a great point. Tell me about a time when your county farm bureau really made a difference in your local community. Gosh, I feel like I could make a laundry list of these, <laughs> but maybe I'm just biased. Um, one of the things that really sticks out is one of the things we're doing now, and this is a recent a recent initiative that we've launched, um, is we've started a little pantry project. Um, during the pandemic, little pantries became very common because a lot of the local food pantries had to shut down or were operating on limited hours. And sometimes in rural communities, the access to food is very limited, and rural communities have a lot of food deserts, which they can't get access to that food. And sometimes even if they have access to the pantry it's a very limited time time frame um, so we have built we just constructed two little pantries that we're putting out in the community now we're going to put one in our farm bureau office and one in our in collaboration with our extension office and our family homemakers um, and we're going to fill them we're filling them monthly we are providing our board members are taking responsibility to make sure that they are filled and accessed and anybody can donate um, but at any point in time kids can come get it or families um, you know the idea is that like if a 16 year old has a is taking care of their younger siblings at home because the mom and dad have to work or um, they are able to then go to the pantry and get something that they might need to make for dinner that night um, and it's not really obvious who's doing it or what you're doing over there sure. next to it um, so that's something that I feel we've done a lot for agricultural literacy we've gone to elementary schools all across our county talking about all these different things we give out scholarships and do all these things but this is something that I feel like is really a cool way to show our community that we really care. Um, and not only are we putting a lot of effort into what we're growing on our farms to feed the world, but we really care about feeding our rural communities too. Yeah, that's a great project. And you're right, that became um, um, a, a really big deal last year as as we were going through the pandemic and people were out of work and, and at home more. Uh, yeah. Certainly needing three meals a day that, that might have been furnished, you know, at school or, or at other places. So I think that's a great project. That's good. I want to shift just a, a minute here into uh, our policy development process. And, you know, we are calling this our grassroots series. So uh, that's something that Kentucky Farm Bureau really prides ourselves on. We've been that from the very beginning. So talk about if, if there's an issue at, on the county level, and certainly as county president, you know this process well but when that was happening with your county farm bureau how did you all participate in that process and and bring issues um, to your district farm bureau and then all the way to the state yeah for many people that are involved that that concept of grassroots is kind of sometimes makes it may feel foreign um, but I think it's really important that we remember as a county that you know the roots are what's underneath the ground but the roots are what sustain the plant and so and for us to get a good fruit on top we've got to have strong roots and I think the the dependency on the roots for that is super important so for us um, every member counts every member's voice is just as important as the next and so you know for example when I was president one of the issues that came up was um, rule and farmer suicide and depression and awareness for that in the um, 
the perception of that in rural communities. And so one of our one of our members came and said, I think we need to do something about this. And we talked about it at our meetings. We made it a priority within our community and our county. Um, and then we created a resolution. And so for us, a resolution is saying, this is the problem. This is the thing that we think needs to be identified. And we sent that forward. Um, and we got to see that go on to the district. We got to see that go on to the state resolution committee. And we got to see them make that a priority. And then it came full circle back at state convention when they put that in the policy book. And our yes. members got to see that happening live. So it started with the member, and then it came all the way full circle back to the members to be able to approve that, which I think is really, really special. Those uh, That policy book then becomes our playbook that the leadership in Kentucky Farm Bureau uses to go and speak on behalf of our members. And that's so important. We never make policy at the the level of the state office that always comes directly from county farm bureaus and I think that's one of the most unique things about our organization and, and one of the pieces that I'm so proud of if someone is listening to this podcast today and thinking about getting involved in their local uh, county farm bureau what advice would you give them so my advice would be go ahead and reach out ask and figure out who is on the county board. Um, sometimes they're hard to figure out because um, it just sometimes feels a little hidden in some counties. Um, but reach out to your agent and your agency manager and just say, hey, who's on your county board and how can I get involved with them? And they, I'm sure, would be happy to connect you with those people. Um, and then just volunteer. You know, if there's not a place right now, like right now we're not in a place where we're bringing on new board members. We won't do that till um, September. But there's room on all the committees. You know, all those committees take time and effort um, from people. Uh, to be able to do like last week we had a committee meeting for our scholarships and some we have non-board members that are on those committees that help drive and help us make those decisions and even promote the scholarships so really just ask the questions and start start going and seeing where you can be involved that's right and it's important i think to to start out as just um, a great volunteer leader Um, it's it's not that we want you to come help us do all the work but sometimes the chairs just need to be put out before a meeting and and gathered back up afterward and it's the folks that show up to do sometimes that seems like some of the smallest of tasks that turn out to be some of our very strongest leaders so i know you're aware of some of kentucky farm bureau programs we uh, love our our Young Farmer Program and our Women's Leadership Program. We've also just started something new that kind of uh, fills in the gap between uh, uh, some some different leadership opportunities, and it's called Generation Bridge. It's mm-hmm. such an exciting part of Kentucky Farm Bureau, and it's just uh, in the, the infancy stage, but we're off and running now and, and very exciting. What do you think that can bring to the membership of Farm Bureau? I'm really excited. You know, I know that that's something that, you know, after Young Farmers, we've had those questions. We're on that verge of what are we going to do next? Where do we fit in this role and where and how can we continue to serve, you know, Bourbon County Farm Bureau and Kentucky Farm Bureau in these capacities? And um, we're excited at our county level. Uh, We're starting our own committee. We're starting our own process. We're starting to identify some folks in our community that haven't necessarily had a role yet, um, but that this could be a really good fill for them and a way for them to be able to be engaged and bring that value as well. So I think it's amazing. I'm so excited to see where it's going to go. Um, I think we've got some strong leadership driving it forward and um I think the best is yet to come. That's great. We have a leadership summit coming up August 6th and 7th. It will be at the Gold House in Louisville, and certainly you can find information about that on our Kentucky Farm Bureau website. But it is so exciting, and it's taken off 
um, just like crazy. It's just it's just going uh, wonderfully. So we're very excited about that. You know, Kentucky has 120 counties, and and we have 120 different ways of doing things yep. <laughs> with county farm bureaus. None of them are wrong. So uh, we just encourage our listeners to find their place at home and um, and and see, search out leadership that is is currently um, active there and be able to to get involved in that process. So, Savannah, thank you so much for being with us today and being our guest on this grassroots podcast series. We are the voice of Kentucky Agriculture and Kentucky Farm Bureau, and I would encourage our listeners, if you're not already a part of the Farm Bureau family, we hope you'll join us soon. Have a great day.